We want to welcome everyone back to the brand new year, brand new season, second season of the Black Media Podcast presented by BNB. And we got a good show tonight. A lot of little nuances happen over that weird holiday where you go to work for a week, mm. then off for two days and come back and off again. So before we get into all that, first of the year, first episode of the second season, I'm Ben and to my right. Hey, happy new year, everyone. Thanks for joining us here in 2022. Um, new year, same bullshit. <laughs> we pick it up right where we left off in 2021. Uh, but yeah, hopefully we can um, give you another entertaining show as usual. And to my right, who we got? It's Betty, 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 y'all. Hey, welcome back to 20, uh, 2022, y'all. We hey. made it. Uh, a good year we had, so let's keep that train going. Let's get season two on the road. Um, so let's go. Well, I know we all watched Insecure, and Betty had uh, outlined some questions for us. So I'm going to turn the show over to her. She's going to ask the questions. We're going to give our comment because, as we all know, see, uh, Insecure came to its series finale uh, while we were on break, and and it was just... I didn't know it had hit me as hard as it did, but we're going to talk about it. But go ahead, Betty. Yeah, so just um, what did y'all think about the overall feelings of Insecure? Not just the final season, but just the overall show all, you know, all together. Like your overall thoughts of it. I think it was a great Black representation of young Black adults trying to find their way. Um, how they're perceived in society. You know, Issa's character is always like the main one that's always kind of like the awkward, the awkward black girl, but mm-hmm. she's still, you know, pushing through being the awkward black girl and trying to be the best that she can be. Um, so, yeah, I think it was very relatable to the younger adults. Um, it was definitely funny. Just, you know, <laughs> from season one to season two, the, the, the Issa in the mirror is my favorite um, situation. <laughs> Yeah, that's my favorite part of it. But yeah, I think it, I think it was something that we needed to see because um, we don't really have any other show like that right now that's on TV. So we we needed an insecure to mm-hmm. kind of speak for the younger adults and the millennials or whatever. What 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 is it? Whatever y'all is it millennials now? We're millennials. We're millennials. Yeah. So who? And it's so who's Gen Z? I think I think it's Gen yeah, Z. Yeah, Gen Z. Yeah, we needed some representation <laughs> for Gen Z. So, you know, I, I liked it. It was, it was, um, and it was in a positive light. It wasn't nothing negative. It was just fun. It was a fun show to watch. Benny, what you think? It was a good show. Um, of course, my favorite part is when Issa's in the mirror. Uh, I like the elevation of the characters. Uh, in the society where we had no black television, and then we went to either you're going to watch Power or you're going to watch these rich black people try to backstab each other. There really was no in between. And she yeah. kind of brought that good balance of just regular black people just doing regular shit, enjoying regular life. Not, you know, my dad owns a car dealership and we selling drugs or my dad owns a nightclub and he sells drugs and I killed him. It was just, it was just everyday black people. I think that's what made it so relatable. Betty, what was your overall? I agree. I definitely agree. I, you know, anytime, I think we struggle with being black. And when I say being black, I mean not having to 
sugarcoat ourselves, not having to pull back from our blackness, not having to not say nigga, not having to say bitch, like, you know, like all of those things that we do um, in front of each other, we doing it on TV. And and I think that it hasn't been done on that level before. So I I definitely appreciate that about the show. It definitely was uh, a comedy and you can probably identify yourself in some of the characters too. So I think that's why, um, that's why I loved it. Um, okay let me piggyback so another thing that i love about the show that i didn't mention uh, when we first asked the question is just showing the raw friendship that they all had going from how molly and Issa were very good friends and then them falling out for a little bit and then them actually finding closure and building their relationship again i think that's something that happens with everyone's friendship as they try to find themselves personally and try to evolve, like it was good to see that type of reflection where saying, you know, you could be the best of friends. Y'all might go through some shit. Y'all might want to fall out for a little bit, but then, you know, eventually you'll realize that was some petty shit. You truly love this person. You want to be, have this person in your life. So I, I like how they reflected that because you see so many people fall out over some petty stuff and not talk for years. So just showing that on a bigger platform on HBO to show that how people can rekindle their friendship over some childish shit that happened in the past. I think that was great to, to um, you know, show on the show on, on the show. So that's I, I like that about the show. That's an interesting point. I want to come back to that a little bit later because I, I think I want to relate to that a little bit later. Benny, did you, did you have anything else at, like oh, no. your overall thoughts? Um, so speaking of like how the characters evolve, who was y'all favorite character in the, the whole series? Like <laughs> I had Kelly. I love Kelly. I love Kelly. I think I'm Kelly. Kelly like I Chad. think if I can identify myself in a friendship circle, I think I will be Kelly. Absolutely. Um can we just say Kelly is the one who really kept the show anchored in reality? If if I if I can be as so bold to say that. Tell us what you mean by that. I mean yeah. that you were, you look at a character like Issa, maybe not everyone can relate to Issa. Not everyone's operating at a, at a professional level like Molly, but everyone has a job. We really didn't, you know, like Kelly, and it's not, and it's not just over the top. When, when we look at Black media, as of course the name of the podcast, for a long time we had the Cosby Show. And the Cosby Show had a way of bringing elevated Black people on just a, a normal, everyday level. Then we had, like, the Tyler Perry comes out with the TV shows, and everybody's uber successful doing something. You just couldn't be regular on a Tyler Perry show at one time. You had to be like doctor, lawyer, engineer, inventor. And I just look at Kelly as being that perfect balance of an everyday character who's enjoying life that we all can relate to. So that's why she was one of my favorite characters, her and uh, Chad. I love Chad too. I was gonna say Chad. <laughs> you know what? I love, and you know what? One thing that I that I think I could have used more of as far as characters is the dynamic between Kelly and my Issa's brother. Yeah, they were. Anytime funny. they had a dynamic together, that was always like I always live for that. So I was glad that they brought them back together in the final season. I think Issa's character is, is somebody she that we can, huh? She was like the glue to to hold everybody all the characters together really yeah I mean, obviously yeah i think that with Issa's character i think i can identify with Issa and a little bit as far as but not as bold as Issa. like this job ain't working out this shit ain't working out my life right. ain't working out and 
I'm just gonna say, you know, skip it. I'm I'm just gonna go on the whim and quit my job. I'm just gonna go on the whim and and uh sleep with um uh, my man yeah. and, and mess up, you know, my already messed up relationship and just, you know, <laughs> like all of those things you can identify with. You may not have done it, but you may have wanted to do it because right. we know that adulting is we don't have it all figured out. We we are in our 40s. I mean, I'm just turning 40, but you know, we are in our 40s and we realize that we ain't got it all figured out. So I think that that I pulled that from Issa's character. Um, not as bold as she is or she was, but you know, I can definitely identify with the wishy-washiness of her life. And when she said on the last um episode, I just want to fast forward to the part of my life where you know and i and i i definitely identified with that when she said that because i definitely want to for, fast forward to that part of my life where i ain't gotta be worried about all this stuff right. so um I, I i i like Issa's character a lot too another favorite character of mine was lawrence from like okay. the male perspective of how they have to grow because mm-hmm. you know he started off as the little the little nerdy guy that was working at best buy or whatever he, he was, was just trying to find his way yeah underemployed and then he kind of found himself when he got his career booming or whatever and went through a stage where he was just kind of going through females or whatever but ultimately i think what really changed him is when he when he did become a father um because you really saw like although it was later in the seasons of the series it's something that really evolved his character because he was really trying to mellow down and make sure that he was being more responsible being there for his child like traveling back and forth from one state to the other um although he was still you know smashing random girls that's to be expected that's what single that's what single people do not like that one Absolutely. smash that year though Oof. <laughs> <laughs> but you know i think i think it was just good to see it from a male perspective to say you know, for people that was, for younger males that were watching the show, like, it's not just because, you you know, you're having a child or whatever, um, you can still move on and still have a successful career and still be, like, an active father. Um, So I know we was only supposed to pick, like, um, one character, but I'm also going to talk about Nathan. Um, I like Nathan because I think he genuinely cared for Issa, but in Issa's eyes, he was just a rebound. So it wasn't really a relationship that I think that was really going to flourish only because, you know, Nathan was a rebound. Um, <laughs> but he was a really nice guy or whatever. I really liked, I really enjoyed his character. He was real, real laid back, real chill. You know, he kind of brought that balance to their relationship because Issa is a little bit of a firecracker when she wants to be. Um, but yeah, I, I like Nathan too. I'm glad that you brought up Nathan, Nada, because one of the things that I wanted to kind of talk about is like um, what Insecure did for the culture. Like it, it brought so many aspects um, to uh, Black people that we probably were not used to seeing on TV, but they kind of brought it in a um, a light way and it made it easy for us to kind of converse about it and uh, had dialogue about it. So when you say Nathan, um, I think that the mental health aspect of Nathan's character was definitely um, one of those things that they brought to the culture. Um, you know, if you want to talk about that. Absolutely. For you. Um, because, you know, mental health is in the black community. It's always brushed underneath the rug or older generations try to beat it up, beat it out of you, you know, saying he need a good, he need a good whipping. No. 
they don't always need a whooping. Like they might need some professional help or some medication to get them on track with their, their mental illness. So I appreciate um, Issa kind of displaying that um, in the Insecure series where it's okay to be bipolar. It's okay to go get help and get the medication that you need. And, um, you know, and even with Nathan's character, he, he told her up front because it's something that you don't have to be ashamed of. It's something that, that you can actually express. You know, I went to the doctor, they, they um, diagnosed me with uh, bipolar, which he, which he told her, I'm on my meds, everything is going now. And even in those situations, when you're having that conversation, I think it's best for people to understand that, yes, they have a mental il illness, but things that you need to pay attention to, to those people that have mental il illness is making sure that they got their medications, um, they're taking them the when they're supposed to, uh, they're following up on their visits, and then also find out what their triggers are to make them avoid going down to that 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 downward spiral. So, I appreciate Issa and the whole Insecure um, series just bringing mental health or mental illnesses into the series because it you know it's it's something that the Black community doesn't really discuss as much as they should, but it's real. In my line of field, I see it every single day, young and old. And it's something that definitely needs to be addressed. Um, I don't think that, it, that it's, it's addressed as much as it should be because people are embarrassed or feel like they're different. And that's not the case. Not the case at all. Just speaking um, on the mental illness aspect again, Minnie, um, did you want to touch on that before I start? I, I was going to say that since we're in our 40s mental health or illness is not the stigma that it had 20 30 years ago mm -hmm. and sometimes we as a black community when we said mental anything we was looking at for those people that were on the extreme of the spectrum they were talking to themselves they were hurting themselves they were violent not knowing that being stressed anxiety are also forms of mental illness or having need of mental health so I just think the show did a great job because if you said bipolar in 1995 his character probably wouldn't have looked the same as it did mm -hmm. in the two, you know in the 2000 in 95 <laughs> bipolar mean lock his ass up put him in a straitjacket but now that or, we see oh, go ahead um just a pick I, I didn't mean to cut you off but I'm just gonna say you know back then people would try to avoid those type of people because that's right. they don't necessarily know they're they're scared about what they could do or they, they may do. not know much the unpredictability about it. of it yeah exactly so now, now you come yeah age, you can yeah. coexist exactly you can yeah. say okay well you know have you spoken to somebody about it if not here's some resources to try to get you you know get you better um, I'll take you to the appointment or, you know, make sure that you get there. Let me know if there's anything I can do before it was kind of like, oh, shit, I'm gonna just stay away from stay, you. Yeah. I don't know what the hell you're gonna do. And, and that's why I said they did a great job of because the brother had he held down a full time job. He was an entrepreneur with the mm -hmm. barbershop. He had a, you know, a slight breakdown here and there, but it wasn't the extreme that we're used to. So I appreciate her not allow, allowing Hollywood to dictate what it is to be to have mental health. Because sometimes when we watch Hollywood movies, they over-exaggerate everything. You can't just be gay. You got to be overly gay. You can't be black. You got to be sister girl, black, <laughs> you know. So just allow him to coexist in the normality of having bipolar. It wasn't who, it, it's something that he had. It wasn't who he was. 
So I appreciate that about this series. Not, not this overly gay. Did you mean like, <laughs> I, I don't know what you meant by that. I'm not going to put words in your mouth, but I think I know what you meant. So, um, yeah, so, sometimes Hollywood would paint, you know, they would, you would have people who would go on auditions and they would say, well, we need somebody to be urban. You're like, well, how the fuck you need somebody to be urban if I'm already black? Like, no, you need to be black, black. Well, how the fuck am I going to be black, black? And I'm already black. No, you need to do the thing that black people do. Like, well, what do you mean do the thing that black people do? I'm already black doing the thing. So this is what conversation that when you watch some of the behind the scenes, right. not just of the Easter Ray, but when you like listen to black actors talk on certain spectrums or certain media, this is what they say. Like, sometimes I go into audition, they won't. Uh, uh, they wanted me to act more urban. I'm like, well, how the fuck am I supposed to act more urban? This is what black people do. We don't, we ain't out there, nigga, bitching and grabbing our nuts all day. That ain't. Oh my god, that's, that's <laughs> not what we do. And not every gay person is 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 out here, you know, switching and doing all that. So sometimes Hollywood okay. has that tendency to want to over over dramatize certain things. So one more thing I want to mention about Nathan's character, <laughs> like when him and Lawrence was about to get into it, and he was trying to go back and talk to Issa or whatever just him saying like just give me a moment mm. we need to see more of that where things don't always have to escalate to where it's a violent right. give me a moment to process this shit and i'm gonna come back to you and talk to you like a man we need to see more of that on tv so these younger generations will learn how to resolve issues without always going straight to you know shooting somebody up and another thing point. not when you say the younger generations because you know Nowadays, if that situation would have happened, you know, a big blow up or a fight or something, you know, people don't know how to communicate verbally. So you'll be mad and you'll go home and send a long ass text. Yes. All the while you've been in the car the whole time or all the while, you know, so people don't know how to verbally communicate. Just going back to the mental health thing, I thought it was phenomenal the way that they showed postpartum depression. Mm-hmm. And I remember watching the episode and I and I immediately knew what was going on. And I said, oh, she got postpartum. And mm-hmm. I, I remember watching that episode and I and I I struggled with postpartum after my sec- my second child. And it was it was very bad um, because I had a lot of stuff going on in my life at the time. And I had two small children. And I remember just being in a room with the lights off and just having my eyes closed for like hours. I would just sit in a room like that for hours because I was so stressed out and I didn't know which way I wanted to go. Watching that made me have a, a different appreciation for Issa Rae, watching them do that episode. So I, de- I definitely love the way that they brought that out and they showed us what it looks like. Um, because, you know, a lot of times when parent, when mothers are new, one of the things that happen is, you know, we got this new baby and we stressed out and we got this baby. And that was another thing when they all came together to help her with the baby. You don't see a lot of that. You know, when you're a new mom, that's hard. And to have a group of friends to come over and say, well, let me feed the baby. Let me hold the baby. Let me birth the baby. You, you know, you kind of chill out. That was huge. And I, I definitely appreciated that episode. To me, a little bit more touching than when Issa and, and Lawrence broke up in the first season. Because <laughs> mm. that kind of, that kind of shook me a little bit. But um, I, I, I definitely appreciate the way they tackled postpartum depression in the episode. Going back to the mental health and you know some of the things that happened in the show that made us you know look at some of the not so great moments can y'all think of any of the moments in the show that was like maybe not so great something that you kind of took from a low that one of the characters was going through or even a high that one of the characters was going through can you all relate or did you pick up on anything that stuck out to you 
Um, I would just say the whole relationship between Molly and and Issa, like when they had their little fallout or whatever, and they was both going through some shit personally, but those other times, like past times where they would reach out to each other to try to help get, you know, get through, get through it, they didn't have it anymore. So just them trying to find how to really stand on the you know, stand on their own, resolve issues by themselves without having that person that, you know, that you always so used to talking to anymore. Um, I think that's one, but, you know, and then obviously the second one, which how the series ended with Molly losing her mom, which was definitely sad, yeah. but, you know, uh, that's the circle of life, I guess. Uh, I would say overall the best moments of the show, just uh was that sex scene going back to like the first two seasons with uh Lawrence when him and he had cheated on Issa that was just that was like groundbreaking we had never seen nobody get it in on tv in in, in that magnitude that everybody was like wait what was that real so that was probably one that stood out uh <laughs> the I think they whole, talked about that on the after show too yeah they did uh yeah. when Issa I like Issa's uh, the way she writes the show where she's kind of in the scene but outside of the scene uh one of my favorite parts when she punched like kicked that baby <laughs> oh <laughs> yes i was like oh my god like two or three episodes in this particular season <laughs> like fuck that baby kicked it in the chest that mm-hmm. was definitely funny and of course you know when um when uh molly lost her mom that was like wow they wrote that in there like i didn't think and that's why i said the realness and the everydayness of the show and i'm just glad they didn't feel the pressure to write a perfectly black sitcom mm-hmm. show because sometimes we want to make sure that every because it's such black culture we don't have so many shows we want to make sure that everyone comes out on top so nobody goes to jail nobody's gonna go broke nobody's gonna suffer death and this is just a, a nice or if they do suffer death it's just gonna be so dramatic and this is just a a, a nice way of how they did it where molly mom has passed we all feel sorry for for Molly in the situation, but it didn't necessarily stop our lives. Whereas I think another TV show would have built a whole morning, like we just go mourn Molly's mom on this particular episode. And that doesn't happen all the time. So that's why I said the realness and the everydayness of the show is what, what always stands out to me. I think, um, I think I agree with you. I like, um, like you said, when Issa steps back and is outside of herself, like when she was working at We Got Y'all, <laughs> and you know they were just she was basically the talking black girl that everybody right. went to for anything black um I like that I like you know when she you know was able to articulate and let them know like this you know this is not what we do um I like that they were able to allow Issa to just be her authentic I like um like you guys mentioned before her talking in the mirror that yeah. was one of the things that um, probably is some of the best stuff because you have the most realest conversations with yourself. Um, you get yourself the tough conversation. You get yourself the swift. Like I, I talk to myself all the time. It might not be in the mirror, but I get myself together on the regular. Okay. So I definitely think that that was something that, um, that I think was, um, was a good part of the show. Um, you know, you know, one highlight that, they started the series off with but then like they took it away what was the little show that they used to watch on tv all the time oh um and they, they, they followed it up with a new one uh do north 
Remember yeah. Dude North? It was Dude <laughs> North, and then they changed it up and they started watching something else. I forgot about Dude North, and that used to be so yeah. funny. That was their little show too. Because remember, that they was, was everybody was fun highlight. Everybody yeah. was creeping, or when they thought everybody was creeping, they supposed to have been going to watch Dude North, and uh, yeah. I think it was at Chair House, and everybody had excuse why they couldn't come. They end up watching another show after Dude North. It was something else. I can't remember the name of it. I probably should have thought about that, but I forgot about Dude North. Um, Dang. Didn't Ray J play in one of the Dude North episodes or something? Or am I thinking of something else? I don't know. I know I know Taraji, I think, was on one. Okay. It was it was a couple <laughs> famous people, of course, that was in there. And I'm I was surprised. Um I don't hear more people talking about that, but that was something that I did miss in the in the more recent episode, the more, most recent seasons. Uh it was so many things that happened though. Um, one of the things that I also appreciated, and I don't know if most people um, gathered this or they had an appreciation for it, but when they were helping Molly's parents plan their estate, um, right. black people don't do that shit. You don't yes. you don't think black people do that, right? We know it yeah. happens, but they actually are showing them doing that. And I thought that was dope because they slid that in there. And that's one of the things that um, that black people need to see. Like you have to have your stuff in order. If it's ten dollars or if it's fifty dollars, you know, like right. you have to make sure you have your ducks in a row. So I definitely love that part um, that they brought out. Uh, it was so it was so many small things that that you had to catch. And have an appreciation that that I think they brought out. Nada brought up um, how the evolution of Lawrence's character. I think Lawrence started to um, evolve once he realized his own worth. Not necessarily mm -hmm. before he became a dad, he was already gathering it because the problem was he was down on himself. He wasn't right. believing on himself. He wasn't invested in himself. He wasn't. Um, he wasn't trying. So of course he wasn't, you know, succeeded. So once he started believing in himself, got him a better job, they gave him more money, gave him more responsibility. He felt like the man. He was making money. He was, you know, able to live in a, a better house by himself, put that big ass screen TV up there so they can watch Due North. So, you know, those <laughs> were things that, you know, that we saw um, the evolution of the black man from, um, you know, just out of college to a grown ass man. So I think that that was something that was uh, cool in the show. And too. I love, I love that because it, you know, we get so many shows where it shows how they hit a struggle and then it becomes like their lifelong downfall. Right. Where yeah. Lawrence's character, he hit a couple struggles, but that never deterred him from what he wanted to become as a man and then as a father. So I think, you know, it was just great representation on so many different levels. Like if people, you know, it's a comedy, but if people really go back and watch the series from beginning to end and pick up on all those little things, you know, it, it's, it's, it's so much more. It's, it's, it's really real life. It's what people really deal with, um, you know, in their everyday life. Um, and also Issa's character, um, Issa's character went through that evolution period, but just going back real quick to Lawrence, um, Benny, and you can speak on it from a male perspective, but I don't think that Lawrence would have evolved the way he did had he and Issa not broken up. Oh, of I don't think, yeah. I don't think, I think she was an enabler. She was enabling him he was too comfortable. not intentionally. Not they intentionally too complacent. Yeah. yeah, because she loved him and she, you know, she didn't want to give him the tough love. It was like, you know, it was a couple of times she like, all right, nigga, you need to get it together. But at the same time, like enduring and, and, and that's the, the thing that we talk about, too, like black women, we're going through struggle love. And, and that's what she was going through, struggle love and, and, and stressing herself out. 
and you know that. So I think that um, I think that that was the important part. I I just think that when we look at dating, whether it be you know when you look at people are dating, you sometimes you women will see the potential, but if the person is not in the process of getting there, sometimes you don't need to involve yourself in that, that relationship until they at least on track to get there. Because you see how once they kind of came back together at the end, but it was that, that period where Lawrence really didn't need, you know, he needed to be focusing on getting his shit together to a certain degree. And I'm not, and it wasn't the East was slowing him down or anything like that, but sometimes and it, you watch women. You, uh, you watch women who kind of get started dating this this potential, and it's like, well, that's not uh, you know a potential is not a final product. It's not he's not even in the process of being who he was supposed to be. But during that time, they did build a strong foundation of who they were uh, as a couple, and I think they were comfortable and definitely in love with each other, and built that particular foundation. Even though the finances may not have been there at the time, they definitely established love in that process so i agree benny you know what um Issa's character did the same thing so in the last episode i think it was when she came back and uh she was showing lawrence her her new space or mm-hmm. um before that though i was thinking like Issa has to get her life on track before she allows herself to even be bothered Bother, with Lauren. Involved, so yeah. I like the way that they did that. I like the way that they went through two or birthdays. So it, it actually was a period of maybe two or three years because I think each of them had like a birthday or two that they kind of went through during the course of that um, episode. And you see Issa getting her stuff together and you see Lawrence wanting to be with Issa and Issa wanting to be with Lawrence, but both of them not You're like, wiser. you know, kind of focusing on, yeah. you know, what was important. Had Issa taken Lawrence back, um, maybe at that party you know at that at that moment it probably wouldn't have worked out the way that it did so i think that god's timing one is always the best timing but i think that you do have to work on yourself and get yourself where you need to be um before you can kind of worry about other stuff like that um because sometimes in relationships you lose your way mm-hmm. you, you know you start getting stuck and start focusing on that and not focusing on yourself um sometimes people come into your life and make you pull you up you know that happens a lot but sometimes you just got to focus on you and and when the time comes it comes so to, to to piggyback off of that betty one thing about Issa's character from beginning to end regardless of failed rela- relationships or not she always stayed true to who she was you know what i mean so like even with the whole lauren situation she never like she never really kind of it never really pushed her away from who she was or trying to to be who he wanted her to be like she always stayed true to herself in order to for them to come back and be together at the end now something i will say i think we could have deal with another episode y'all just to see <laughs> like more. a full episode yeah i i really wanted to see more of Issa and Lawrence together in the end I know that they were trying to show that they rekindled they flame or whatever and things were good between them you know he's being a, a co-parent with for his son and he's he's balancing his relationship with Issa I wanted to see more of their relationship now in the end I think a spinoff is think, in order. A spinoff is in order. Yeah, yes. I, I, you know what? You might be on to something because that ending was a little bit rushed. 
Yeah. I think I think the season finale was a little bit rushed. You know what? Um talking about this, I really wanted to um just go to Condola. I think we forgot about Condola her. got on my damn nerves. I think we forgot about I really her. I think that, her. I think that she was really in I, I think I had a couple of debates about this on my Facebook page because she was doing a lot. And I think sometimes, you know, as but she didn't have to. Here's the thing, and 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 this is you know what I was telling one of my um my friends um because he brought it up. He was like, you know, um she wants to protect her baby. Um, but who is she protecting her baby from? His right. dad, exactly. his dad, who was very wanting to be present because he wasn't a good mate to you, or because he wasn't a good boyfriend or whatever. Um, or you and, and I can't even say he wasn't a good boyfriend. Um, you, you, you guys get together at a rough time. Like it was a rebound period when y'all got together. So that was already shaky. The baby was, um, conceived in a, um, a not stable relationship. Y'all wasn't in a stable relationship. So all of that was kind of already rocky and you wanted him to do something and put his life on the line, um, for your baby, which I get that. She treated she treated Lawrence for a long time like he was nothing but a sperm donor. Like did. you didn't let this man, you didn't let this man be part of choosing the name for his you, son. I didn't think, did she even tell him that she was like, did they even tell him like that she was in labor? Cause he got there and they had no. already named the dang on baby. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. And you right. like, I didn't think that you wanted to be there. You didn't even ask me to be there. Like you didn't even call me and be like, um, hey, it's time or like something. I, I just feel like, that whole thing was immature. The entire Condola Lawrence baby situation was so immature. I'm glad that they yeah. kind of smoothed it out towards the end, but I did not like that at all. Like I was it's like, why did it's like, why did he have to prove that he wanted to be a father? Like you should have told him, Hey, I got an appointment this day. It's at this time, you know, you're more than welcome to come. It's like everything he was told about everything after the fact. You never right. let him be active during the pregnancy or um, you know, during the labor and delivery, everything was after the fact. Oh, well, your son is here. This is his name. We at this hospital, you can come see him. That's not how it works. That's something well, that think, happens all the time, though. That's what I'm about to say. It happens <laughs> a lot. And hopefully this will uh, cause some women to reflect on that behavior. Yeah. It happens a lot. <laughs> not, yeah. you know, no, they no, always no, say... hold on, Benny. Not just women, but men as well, because Lawrence, you know, he... He was basically playing her game, but I hope that most men, young men, see that they have a voice too in this situation. All you right. Speak up. Okay. Well, what's your next appointment? Do you mind if I go there? Like, don't just say, okay, okay, because that way she'll always feel like she's calling the shots. And it can't be that way. That's your child just as much as it is his. So you have to take a stance where say, okay, well, what's your next appointment? All right, I'm gonna be there. Not saying, oh, well, my next appointment is this, or my my I already had my appointment. This is what they said. Don't tell me after the fact. Right. So I, I, I really hope that, you know, young guys that catch themselves in that situation just try to be proactive instead of reactive in those situations because Condola really pissed me off about how she handled that. I think the reaction comes because you don't want to start more problems than what it already is. So a lot of men do go into reactive mode and don't be proactive because now you get into an argument about when dates are and this, and then it kind of goes to what they were talking about. Why am I fighting so hard for something that I'm really trying to be a part of? And that, you know, that was I a good that. thing for Issa to bring to light because this yeah. happens yes. a lot 
in and I I, I want to say black communities. I'm sure it happens with you know other um, races it and nationalities. Of course, <laughs> it's you know it's something that happens it often. Does. But I can't speak for everybody else. I can only speak for what I've experienced. And I know that um, you know you get the bitter baby mama syndrome uh, or reference or you know like that's how that how that stems and and it comes from hurt like it, it just comes out of hurt you hurt because he wasn't there for you when you thought that he needed to be there for you and instead of communicating that hurt you mix that relationship between you and him with his relationship with his child and a lot of people don't know how to separate those relationships separate and that's what what ultimately hurts the child so i'm glad that they brought that up that was something really really good um yeah just um, speaking on relationships and stuff, I think the most interesting, and now that you touched on this earlier, I think that the most interesting relationship on the show was not Issa and Lawrence. I really believe that it was Issa and um, Molly. Mm-hmm. I believe that Issa and Molly were soulmates. I love their relationship. Yes. Like, I love their Me relationship. Too. And when I look at their relationship, even though I have had, um, I know both of y'all know that my one of my best friends passed away, um, who I was uh, the closest to. Um, she passed away and I felt like one of my sisters left me she was one my sister um the only person I I see myself having that kind of relationship with is my biological sister because no matter what like it it doesn't matter in my life what is going to happen I know that I can pick up the phone and my sister is gonna be right got your back you know what I'm saying like and and I love that relationship and they were they were so in sync and when I think was the first episode something went awry and Molly came to Issa's door or Issa came to Molly's door Molly no, I'm sorry. Issa had to go spend a night at Molly's house. I think that's what happened. And she came and she brought snacks. And I was like, this is my kind of show right here. Like, I like this. Um, and I think that's when I fell in love with their relationship, the way that they could come together, finish each other's sentences. They had their own lingo. Um, I love that. Like, that was the the thing for me that kind of brought me into the show um I, their relationship and i love the way it ended between them and you know the cry and i love you and um and uh even at the end the broken pussy <laughs> that was like my favorite part of the last episode even though so much <laughs> happened um i thought that that was a great way to end that part um because that had brought so much i think that that i think the broken pussy was one of the things that kind of started Issa and Molly's uh, disconnection um mm-hmm. and that and that happens in a relationship when you have a friendship and one of your friends may say something and you be like bitch that's what you think of me or that's what you thought about me the whole time and then that puts something in your mind to kind of take the relationship that you thought that you had with that person so mm-hmm. I think that that was a good way to um close that up so that that was good for me that's I agree good. I'm with you um, I know we watched the um the after show, like when they were just wrapping everything up. How did y'all feel like watching them um talk about how Issa was and what she meant to them and um just what the show meant to them? And um, you know, um I, I didn't catch the after show. Huh? I didn't even know that I didn't even know there was an after show. Oh yeah, like, it was like a whole hour long. I'm like you um, and Benny handle that part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, <laughs> it like came on. Long, uh, hour long, uh, like, uh, long we'll definitely go back and watch it. Yeah, it was just it was the, pretty much the cast, the crew, the directors, Prentice, all sitting around talking about how the show came about, how they found the director, 
uh, how HBO selected Issa, uh, how they built the cast. One thing that I don't remember, uh, Betty, when they was doing like, uh, the lady was announcing like, hey, this is uh, like Jay Ellis's last day filming. Did they do one for Amanda Seals or they just kind of showed her talking off to the side? You know how they was like, oh, this is, you know, this is season rap or finale rap for Jay Ellis playing Lawrence. And then they, you know, they shut down and brought the cakes out. Mm-hmm. Is that, did they do one for Amanda Seal or was she just kind of like. I did not hear one for her. Okay. I didn't. I didn't hear one for her. Maybe she, I don't know what happened with that. Yeah. I wonder yeah. what that, they never really touched on that dynamic where, because I mean, there was some tension between her, like the cast and her, and she didn't get along with one of it's like Issa's manager and they threw a party one year and she couldn't get in, but she bum rushed her way in and it just went left. So you talking about having <laughs> issues at work. It's different when you work at a big company, you can go sit on the other side of the building, but that's when you're working in these tight intense spaces, it's kind of like, uh, but they didn't really touch, you know, touch they on didn't, that. they didn't touch on that. And, and shoot, I didn't even know that story. I think that they, um, I, I never heard that story before. So this is when uh, she, this is kind of what, I ain't gonna say what made Amanda Seals popular, but when she was doing all those rounds with the blogs and she was on, it's like an old Breakfast Club in, interview for maybe I, two, I heard her Breakfast Club interview. And, th- and this is what she was talking about. She was, she, it was like somebody, Issa's manager or somebody or agent had through like the hottest black people in Hollywood party one year and didn't invite Amanda. Mm. But Amanda showed up anyway. Mm-hmm. And it was like, and everybody was kind of like, I guess it kind of put East in an awkward situation. Like, well, it's not my party. It's my manager's party. I can't tell her who to invite or who not to invite. And it was just a, and just, and it's some argument that happened at the party. And it, for, I guess for a brief time, it kind of caused maybe a little riff in the cast, but it seemed like everybody was on good footings back together with it. And that was just like one isolated incident that hadn't really been brought up. Since now, now that you mentioned it, I need to go back because now watching that last end of the thing, I don't even remember seeing Amanda Seals. Did they even do interviews with her? Yeah, they, yeah, they did do interviews. She was at her trailer talking. Uh, yeah, but they didn't do like that whole rap thing. Like, oh, this is yeah, I don't remember uh, that. Yvonne Orgy's last playing Molly. This you know rap yeah, and they bring out I the think, cake and. I think with um, I think with Amanda Seals. Um, I think she rubbed a lot of people the wrong way in Hollywood. Like she had a, a couple things that she's done um in Hollywood that made people look at her a little bit differently. Um, even when she was on, on the reel for those two episodes, whatever oh, happened yeah. with that, you know. So I'm not gonna say she's difficult to work with. I'm just gonna say that <laughs> um she she ain't everybody's cup of tea. Um what you was gonna say, Benny? Look like you wanted to. I was going to say, I just think for, I grew up with all of my cousins are in the nation of Islam and everything is not a black power issue. Let's, mm-hmm. <laughs> sometimes motherfuckers just don't like your ass. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that was the case, but sometimes we try to spin a, a beef between me and you into a black issue. Like it's not a black issue. We just don't fuck with you personally because mm-hmm. we don't have a problem with this person, this person, this person. Mm-hmm. It's just your ass. So I think sometimes we have to separate those, those, those types of situations but i do remember her having that stint on the uh was that the real was she she went on there with tamar that was after tamar right she was brought on to replace tamar tamar okay mm-hmm. which was n- i could have told them that wasn't gonna be a good you know they haven't really found a good dynamic since tamar left to be honest because that garcelle bouvot is she bouvet whatever her name is is she still on there i don't know last time i heard she was talking crazy about money bag yo and uh ari and i was like oh 
she has a lot to say often. I mean, <laughs> I guess that's part of their job is to be a little controversial or just to go against the grain sometimes. So I get that, but um, yeah, I, I I don't know, I don't know. Well, I think that um, I'm really gonna miss Insecure. I yeah. don't know what I'm gonna you know do. I think we was we highly anticipated it coming back. Um, I think that they did a phenomenal job at closing everything out. I think that to see Issa um, go from sleeping on somebody's couch to pulling off um, in that Lexus and having yeah. that fly-ass crib at the end, wearing them mm-hmm. dope-ass suits, I think that was, you know, the perfect thing for her. Molly finally found love because Molly was struggling in the love department. Like, she was even uh, fucking that dude that used to be on... Um, Wayne to exhale, sweating all over, uh, <laughs> <laughs> sweating all over Lila Roshine. I can't even think of his real name, but all of that, like she was really, really struggling with love. And I think that she finally found somebody. Kelly finally settled her hot ass down and was having somebody's baby. I think that um, all of those things were the perfect ending to a great series. And I think they wrapped it up good because we was all struggling. Like, where this going, Issa? Where right. is this going? Mm-hmm. Where, where are we going with this? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that, you know, she definitely, and I, I said this um, a couple episodes before the last, I said, I think Issa going to pull it together. And she pulled that shit together. Issa got to give us so, something else. She's working on some other stuff. Absolutely. She, yeah, she, she definitely got to give us something else. Did you guys watch the reality show she did for HBO Max? Um, the Sweet Life? No. I didn't see that. I didn't know nothing about it. Yeah, she produced that. It was about these kids living out in uh, L.A. Well, yeah, L.A. area. It's a it's a reality show. It's a reality show. All black. Kids I really black. listen. I come yeah. on HBO. I watch um, <laughs> two things. Insecure. I be trying to watch a couple episodes of Game of Thrones, just like I never watched it before, and that's all I watch on HBO Max. So I maybe I have to check it out. Something we didn't get a chance to touch on tonight because we went so long about Insecure, but we will definitely touch on next week's episode is the interview with Tasha Kay and Miss um, Ariane, what's her name? Curry. 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 We yeah. will definitely be discussing that next week, y'all, to get y'all thoughts or so y'all can hear our thoughts and opinions on that. Because um, we did watch that last night and uh, it was a lot to unpack. It was a lot to unpack, but at the same time, we didn't need it. <laughs> So I was about to uh, say, I was just about to say, like, because we didn't need it, do we still need to talk about it? I I still want to talk about it. Yes. Okay. I still want to talk right, about it. So well, we'll all discuss right. that next week. Um, so yeah, thanks for tuning in to our first, first episode, y'all. We appreciate y'all. And to my right, who we got? It's Benny. Benjamin for all y'all listeners. It's Benjamin. <laughs> Happy New Year to our listeners. Thanks yes. for staying with us in 2022. We are almost pushing up on a year. We almost been doing this thing for a year. So keep hanging with us. Always remember to tell a friend to tell a friend. All right. Keep tell a friend. Going. Okay, y'all. It's your girl, Betty, and I am out. See Peace. you all next time.